News Talk ZB. And remember, you can text anytime on 9292. Let's carry on with us now with Sir Michael Cullen, the chair of the Tax Working Group. And good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, thanks for taking time out of your Sunday, uh, Sir Michael. A uh, quick question Are you an impartial figure or a political operative now? Uh, I am the chair of the Tax Working Group. Uh, and my job is to defend the integrity of the process and uh, the recommendations and the facts on which it's based. I am, of course, also um, a long-standing financial member of the Labour Party. Let's be clear, how much did you bill last month? Um, actual amount, it was about two and a half days' worth. Two and a half days' worth, so what is it, thousand bucks a day, two and yeah, a half about, grand? About two and a half grand, before tax, of course. So what's the big deal here? Um... I don't think there is a big one. As far as I know, that's about the standard rate for chairing that kind of group. Um, it's actually about 20, 25% less than the previous government paid me to uh, be one of the two people reviewing the uh, security and intelligence agencies. Can I ask you, because you have said in the past that, uh, that, that capital gains tax, political suicide, what's moved the dial for you? I think what moved the dial for me was that there's been, I think, some change in, in perceptions around that. And, and of course, uh, I never said it was necessarily a bad idea in theory. It was just in practice, it was probably just about impossible. And I think there's a, uh, because the nature of the spread of income has changed over the last uh, 10, 20 years progressively, uh, particularly towards more income coming from capital income. Uh, and therefore, the fact that capital income is largely tax free. Um, emphasises the inequity of treatment between two people, one with substantial capital, inco- capital income, the other with none, but both on the same total income. Just uh, as far as why we've actually got you on the programme and thinking about the controversy of the past week and people trying to, I think, drum up a story about about outlandish sums of money, and, and I don't think they are outlandish sums of money, as you say, for the work that you're doing, and also the fact that even if you were doing five days a week for a year, um, we're talking two hundred fifty grand, which yes is is good money, but it's pretty, pretty good money. But that's the money I would expect somebody of your position to get if you were doing this job full time, which which you're not. So so have you hit back at all at what Simon Bridges has said, or is it just the intention to let it let it lie? No, I mean, I, I always find it embarrassing. I earn substantial sums of money these days. I actually been. Uh, since I retired from politics, I've, most years I've earned more than, than I when I was a cabinet minister, um, which reflects the difference, I think, between politicians' pay and some of the equivalent pays out, outside. Um, and I just happily pay all the tax I can on that because I think that's, that's the duty of people who are on a higher incomes. Sir Michael Cullen, thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right, it's 26 minutes to four. So I, I feel like that story will end. I mean, do, do you think that that story will end people being upset about their $1,000 a day when you realise it's not every single day, and even if it was, it's precisely the sort of money that someone in his position would get? I think the story the story will end. I'm very interested in uh, the One News political editor, Je- um, Jessica Much Mackay's take on any political fallout uh, from uh, from that, that. I suppose it has been some part of the narrative of the week, really, that, uh, uh, Michael Collins overpaid and uh, and and you know hoovering up the 
money left, right and centre. But I think it, it's one of those stories, and funnily enough, Tim, we can get Jessica Much's, Much Mackay's thoughts on this because she's here, um, but it's one of those stories you're told, oh my gosh, this thing is bad, and then everyone's saying this thing is bad, and then you stop and think, is this thing actually bad? Have we just been set a narrative that in actual fact is possibly the wrong one? Jessica Much Mackay, TVNZ political editor with us now. Welcome along. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Your take on the Cullen payments, reasonable or a beat-up? Probably a little bit of both. If I'm allowed to um, sit on the fence like that, you might grant me that every now and then. $1,000, if you hear it for for six hours' work, that sounds like a lot of money for a lot of us. It's a pretty standard rate when you're in this business. What I think is interesting, though, is the fact that it was rolled over. So he gets paid that much money to deliver a tax working group report. I think we all um, acknowledge that it's, you know, it's a a very high skill set and he needs to be paid that much money. The fact that the government then needed to extend his contract so that he could do things like defend it to the media, Mm. so he could come out and justify his report, I think that's the thing that I find most interesting. That he's essentially been employed, and uh, this was the first question I asked him, are you an impartial figure or a political operative? He actually said, well, sort of, I'm both. Um, But when he's being paid, I guess he is a political operative. Yeah, he is, but you can't pretend you're something that you weren't. He was Labor's finance minister. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So you can't, it, it's one of those things that, yes, of course, you can. Um, he can come out and he can deliver this tax working group report, but he can't be something that he's not. And I do think what's interesting is because you've got this vacuum at the moment, because the government's saying, oh, look, we're waiting to make our decision until April, no one's really coming out and controlling the narrative on it, and no one's really coming out and, mm. and justifying on that side. And so Michael Cullen is, or Sir Michael Cullen, is left to do that. And I think that's what's interesting, and that's when the question of payment becomes more poignant, I guess. Speaking of controlling the narrative, uh, there's a, there's a rumour running around uh, political circles at the moment that, uh, according to internal polling, Labour lost 6% uh, last week or a couple over the last couple of weeks. Have you heard that? Are you, do you think there's any truth in that? Um, to be honest, with because we, we do our own polling, we don't pay heaps of attention to internal polling, so that's not really something I can I can weigh into. I'm sorry. What about the, your your perception of who is um, who's who's winning in the argument stakes over the CGT? Is is the government winning or the enemies of the capital gains tax? I think what's happening at the moment is because the government's refusing to do this because they gave themselves six weeks to respond to this. This is allowing National a lot of airspace, a lot of attention, and they're able to whip up um, a lot of. of um, I guess, support and, and worry around this. And so I think they are capitalising on that. And I think that people are out there are noticing because particularly groups like farmers, for example, who um, we d- they don't have the answers to what's in and what's out. There is a lot of nervousness out there. So I think that what you've got at the moment is a lot of people waiting, waiting for the government to come out and make its announcement. And I would imagine that they will be thinking, let's try and make that the 1st of April rather than the end of April and let's try and um, claw back some of that. I guess on the flip side, though, what you've got at the moment is what was laid out in the Tax Working Group report. Whatever the government decides to do, you would assume is going to be less than that. So I think lots of people will, will say, oh, well, at least it's not quite as bad as doing everything. So I think the government will have a little bit of that up its sleeve as well. Okay, speaking of conflict of interest, who's right, Shane Jones or David Seymour? No more fence, <laughs> no more fence sitting. 
Oh, it's one of those stories that we've covered on and off for a little while. Um, I think there's, I think Shane Jones, um, I've interviewed him on, at length on this, will admit that um, he's got a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. It's not a good look for him. And I think that this $1 billion spending every year is going to get him into um, trouble over and over again. Um, it, we've done stories on it before. I don't think it's a good look. Jessica Much Mackay, uh, TVNZ's political editor, thanks for joining us. No problem. All right, it's 20 minutes to four on a Sunday afternoon, our political hour, and we continue in a moment. We're going to take a look at what's happening with Justin Trudeau, the Canadian Prime Minister, and the trouble that he is in. There seems to be, from my point of view, a certain amount of gleeful reporting uh, on this from people who are just so excited That's that, he's a the, preposterous figure. That, that the golden boy of liberal politics uh, is in trouble. Uh, but just how much trouble is he in? Uh, we will find out. The thoughts from someone who is close to the scene, CBC reporter out of Canada, David Mackay. We've got another Mackay, but he's not a much Mackay. He's not a much Mackay. He's less Mackay. He's less Mackay, but... But uh, still Mackay. Still Mackay. And, and he's Mackay through and through. Uh, and uh, David Mackay will be <laughs> will be joining us very very soon. Uh, it's News Talk ZB at twenty minutes to four.